0: The views and opinions expressed during this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cox Media Group, Ohio. This hour is sponsored by Sim Trainer.
1: I'm Storm Center 7 meteorologist Kirsty Zantini. We're watching the radar right now. If weather breaks, we break in immediately. You're on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk.
0: And I'm Dayton's consumer warrior, Clark Howard. You're listening to an Ask the Expert Weekend.
2: Listeners, and welcome to this beautiful Saturday afternoon broadcast of Shooting From the Hip. I'm Jeff Pedro, and I'm from Sim Trainer, the Dayton Area's first indoor range and firearms training center, celebrating 15 years in business last month. Um, I want to thank you all for joining the show. If you want to get in on today's show, I want to give you uh, the opportunity to call in at 457-1290. That's 457-1290. We'd be more than glad to talk with you. I want to start off today's show by mentioning that last week, um, mysteriously, and inexplicably, um, those of you who tried to call in to express your patriotism and your love of this country were uh, unable to do so because most, as we found out, of the major carriers' um, cell phones were uh, inexplicably unable to get through to our station. So I want to give you the opportunity, if you called last week, or if you didn't call last week, and you want to call in and express your opinions about um, how great America is and what it means to you, and. Uh, Uh, Talk about what it means to be a patriot and some of the things that uh, you've seen in the news that aren't so patriotic. I want to encourage you to do so. This is a very big weekend. Um, Talk about patriotism. This is the Wounded Weekend, Warrior Weekend to Remember going on down in uh, Middletown. Uh, They started off festivities with a get-together on Thursday night, and yesterday they had a series of events, including a uh, pistol shoot and some other shooting out at the Miamisburg Sportsman's Club. Today, if uh, they do, and I was unable to attend today because we're so busy this weekend, I wasn't able to get out there, but uh, today they have uh, some of the wounded warriors. I believe there are about 20 or more that have come in from various parts of the country, and they're getting opportunities to uh, skydive and go up in uh, World War II vintage airplanes and um, go bow fishing and do a whole lot of other fun things. Um, all sponsored by uh, local um, organizations, individuals who have uh, put up the funds and raised the funds for uh, this activity. There's a uh, 10-gun raffle that many of you probably bought tickets for that will be, um, um, we we weren't involved in that just because they they had a uh, an organization that was doing a lot of their advanced publicity and they took care of that on their own this year. But um, that's one thing that's going on. In addition, our youth shooting sports team, today was over at Greene County um, doing the the, sports, the Steel Challenge, getting ready for tomorrow's Scholastic Action Shooting Pistol Nationals up in uh, Marengo, Ohio. So I had them go over to uh, um, Greene County to work out some of the glitches, and fortunately they did because we found out some of the ammo, some of the magazines, some of the guns may not be working optimally, and we're going to go back to the range this afternoon and try to work out those uh, problems before we go to the national championships tomorrow. We have nine kids that are participating this year, ranging in age from uh, 12 to 18, and all of them have made tremendous progress on their own and as part of the team over the last year, two, or in some cases, three. We have uh, two uh, three-year participants who we have big expectations, um, and I don't think that's putting any pressure on them because they have big expectations of themselves we have, uh, they're going to be shooting in um, center fire pistol, center fire rifle, 22 uh, pistol, and 22 rifle. And uh, as you as – we've mentioned several times, the way that competition is run, your uh, speed or your, your time is your score. And then you get penalized for shooting uh, shots uh, at targets out of order or hitting the stop plate uh, before you've hit all the other plates. But uh, uh, for the most part, we got some kids that are going to be shooting. Uh, Five plates in less than two seconds in some of the events. So um, I have bragged about them before because they deserve to be bragged about. Next week, I'm going to give you a full report about how we do. But uh, that's what we have going on. So we're real excited about going up to Marengo, to the Cardinal the Cardinal Center up in the center part of the state. Exit 140 off I-71. One of the best-kept secrets, uh, um, not only in the state, but probably in the Midwest and even in the country. Their range is uh, phenomenal. I've been to many ranges around the country, and they have one of the best ranges um, when it comes to the things that we're interested in doing. They've just recently put in a 22 rifle uh, uh, bay. They also have about 12 to 16 pistol bays that you can shoot either steel or uh, regular targets on. Uh, They have trap skeet and sporting clays. Um, They have a huge campground, uh, indoor swimming pool, a stocked fishing pond. It's just a great place to go. So check it out online at thecardinalcenter.com and uh, see if that's something you want to do for a uh, weekend activity or maybe a week vacation if you're so interested in some of those things. All the information can be attained on their website. They don't pay me any money. I'm just so excited about being able to go there, and I spend a lot of time there in the summers. Wish I could spend more time, and over the next several years I'm going to. Um, But it's a great place to go if you're interested. Oh, one other thing I want to mention, they have an archery range that has both a range where you can just practice shooting into uh, uh, bales of hay from different distances. And then they have one of those uh, trails that you can, it's like a uh, archery trail where you walk down the trail and they have actual 3D uh, animals that you can shoot at while you're on the trail. So uh, take advantage of uh, at least checking it out, see if it's something you want to do. And again, if you want to call in today's show, either to talk about anything that's on your mind related to guns, give us a call here at 457-1290. Or if you tried to call in last week and you were unable to get through, let's get through and let's express ourselves and let the people out there know. Because we know there were many calls, we just weren't able to get them due to some unexplained Uh, technical glitch and you know me I'm not a technical guy so I'm not even going to try to surmise what might have caused it you remember a few weeks ago we had a bit of a problem and and I made the suggestion that we just get a couple of tin cans and some string and run it all the way up to northern Ohio and uh, interestingly enough after about uh, several minutes of uh, the tech guys trying to do their thing we remarkably had our guest on the radio so I was I was just surmising um, fictitiously but I was hoping that it was the case that somebody strung some wire or string all the way up to where he was up around Troy or Piqua and got a couple tin cans and we were able to get him on the air. But all kidding aside, we want to hear from you and we'd like to welcome the opportunity for you to call in. I wanted to devote today's show uh, to training. This last week, Greg Ellifritz, good friend of mine, law enforcement officer, uh, trained. I've trained with him for Uh, Not recent years, but in my uh, early career, I was actually training when he was a young officer going through the training. And then we trained together up at Opata when he became uh, an an instructor. And uh, he's a great instructor and he's a great writer and he's a great contributor to the gun world. But uh, in the last couple of weeks at the Buckeye Firearms Association Forum, he did an article about training, firearms training in particular, and uh, the kind of the crux of it centered around the fact you just go to the range and shoot some bullets, that's not training. Certainly going to the range and shooting... Is training in the kind of broadest concept, in that you're getting some trigger time. But if you go to the range and do what a lot of people have done, we've gotten over the years used to target shooting. So automatically, the focus comes on the becomes on the target. So we get our equipment ready at home. We usually load our range our magazines ahead of time to maximum capacity. We go to the range. We put our equipment out on the bench. We start loading and shooting. And in many cases, without any specific purpose other than to put bullets downrange where they're supposed to go onto the target. Now, for the uninformed that do that, people who haven't had structured training, they look at their target and they go, wow, that's not bad. But I wonder why my pattern tends to be um, like 95% of all shooters that are having problems. Patterns are low and to the left for right-handed shooters and low and to the right for right or left-handed shooters. They wonder uh, what the problem is. But they don't know. And so they just continue shooting. The problem is that, with that is that they're compounding the problem. They're actually reinforcing the inappropriate behavior by repetitiously practicing the wrong way. And I don't mean to be um, kind of you know, insulting in any particular way, but I have seen this over 30 years. I've seen people who go to the range to shoot. They have problems. They go to the range to shoot. They have problems and then they come to a structured event and they're still having problems. And when you talk to them and ask them what they did to identify and correct the problem, they said, just go to the range and shoot. Well, I know from personal experience, that means they just went to the range and shot wrong and didn't get much better. So the benefit is to go to structured training like we offer at at a sim trainer, especially in our advanced handgun one through five series, where we focus on those issues. And in the article, Um, Greg mentioned that uh, one of the core things people need to understand is they have to become experts at handling and being able to do the fundamentals of shooting, essentially centering around grip, sight alignment, and trigger control. And when we talk about grip, Often taken for granted, when I have classes where people haven't had pre-training at Sim Trainer, if I have 10 people in the class, 7 or 8 people have different grips. Now, some are good, some are bad, some are kind of in the middle of the road. Some will get by with the types of training they typically do when they go to the range, just send lead down range. But when it comes to tactical shooting, transitioning targets, getting uh, sight picture quickly in between shot one, shot two, shot three, they struggle because they can't get consistent grip and get consistent results. Sight alignment, sight picture, and dominant eye and and focus are also issues. Some people don't know that they're cross-eye dominant because they've never been tested and they never understood what to do. So they're a right-handed shooter that's cross-eye dominant trying to shoot with the right eye and they struggle. Or in the case of a few people that have come in the range because less, you know, only about five to seven, up to 10% of the population is cross-eye dominant. We have a right-handed shooter that's left-eye dominant that's trying to use their right eye. Problematic. So you've got to have the ability to find that out and then start practicing the right way instead of just reinforcing the wrong way. Perhaps the most important and certainly the most often um, under-trained and under-thought-about issue is trigger control. Trigger control is often taken for granted in that people just think you put point the target in the right direction, line up the sights, and pull the trigger. Well, if you slap the trigger and jerk the trigger, Or because you've watched television and you see how the guns on TV recoil up to, you know, up to the heavens, um, you will then do a lot of things like grip hard with your strong hand, grip hard with your weak hand, palm or push the gun forward to try to, in your mind, offset what you think is going to be substantial recoil. And in fact, all you do is cause the nose of the gun to dive down. And I've had people who tell me they insist after 100, 200, 300, 500,000 rounds, they're not anticipating recoil. I go out on the range with them. I inadvertently load their magazines with four live rounds and a dummy rounds um, put in there at an unknown location. I have them do one-shot drills, and when they come up, they fire one, fire two, fire three. When they fall on the dummy round, the front of the gun drops up to an inch or more, or it jerks to the left, and they go... I guess I was anticipating recoil. They said, I couldn't see it when I was shooting. I said, of course you couldn't, because at the instant you break the shot, the gun recoils upward, so you wouldn't be able to see it unless you had a very slow time-lapse camera watching it, and it was able to pick up the gun, taking a nosedive right before it went off. So when Greg talks about mastery of the fundamentals, that's what he's talking about. And quite frankly, if you get real good at those things, and you understand things like trigger reset, Um, always getting the next sight picture instead of doing what most people do, and that's take a shot, look at where they shot. Take a shot, look at where they shot. I tell people take a few shots and each time get your next sight picture. Even if you're ready to wrap up your session or go to a different drill, get your next sight picture for at least a split second or so to get your mind used to always getting that follow-up sight picture instead of getting in the bad habit of shoot, look, shoot, look, shoot, look. One person said, well, how am I supposed to know what I'm doing? My argument is, if you master the fundamentals, you shouldn't need to look at the target until you're done because you know the shots are going to be at or around what you're aiming at. And that's what consistently happens with people who actually go through the training. Greg also talks about uh, um, uh, handling malfunctions. I've had people, when I ask them, what do they do if their gun gets uh, jammed up? And they say, lay it on the bench and go get the range officer. Now, that's certainly the right thing to do if you don't know what to do. But we teach people that every single, I shouldn't say every single, but most common malfunctions with semi-automatic pistols, because revolvers, unless they're out of timing, and we just had a cowboy action gun that actually had an internal part that shouldn't break, break this last week, which is extremely rare for a revolver to have that kind of problem. But it's usually a part breaking on a revolver, whereas with a semi-auto, the most common malfunction is a double feed, and it's typically uh, user-caused and or user-preventable in that it was either a dirty gun, dirty ammo. That's the majority of the time what causes uh, malfunctions. There's an occasional situation where people are not um, locking out their wrist and getting aggressive behind the gun that can sometimes cause the gun to malfunction. But for the most part, those are problems that are user-caused and uh, user-correctable if they uh, do the right thing, clean their gun often, and use good quality ammo. Uh, The other most common or the other, the second most common malfunction is a partial extraction or a stovepipe. And that's uh, we teach ways that you handle that. Simply take the magazine out, rack the slide to take care of the malfunction. There are more aggressive tactical ways to do it, but we teach the standard way that's pretty much consistent for all malfunctions and clearing the gun. So it's important for you to know those things. And we come back after our first break, which we have to take here. I'm going to talk more about uh, some of the things Greg talked about um, in his article on uh, training versus just shooting. Uh, So when we come back, we'll talk about those. You're listening to Shooting From the Hip on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk.
0: It's our Ask the Experts weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather and traffic, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO,
3: Dayton's News and Talk. Sim Trainer, the Dayton area's first indoor shooting range and firearms training center, is celebrating 15 years in business this month. We offer recreational and competitive shooting, individual and small group lessons, firearms training classes, including our award-winning First Shots program, the area's best concealed carry course, and a series of advanced handgun courses, which include shooting on the move and at moving targets, low light shooting and spontaneous self-defense shooting, among other topics. Thinking about buying a gun? Try it before you buy it at Sim Trainer. We have many of the most popular handguns on the market in stock. Sim Trainer supports youth shooting initiatives by participating in the Scholastic Action Shooting Program, the Steel Challenge, and by offering youth shooting sports camps in the summer. Sim Trainer also sells firearms and ammo and shooting accessories. For more information, go to Tim-Trainer.com Call the range at 293-3914 or stop by the range, which is located at 2031 Dryden
4: Road, Moraine experience the Sim Trainer difference. Hi, this is Larry Hanskin for Integrity Water Solutions in my Kinetico system. My Kinetico softener I've had for over 10 years. It's still working great and since it doesn't regenerate in the middle of the night I always have soft water for my shower no matter how early I wake up. We've also got the Kinetico drinking water system. You know, everything starts with the water and it's the whole house approach that sets Integrity Water Solutions apart from the rest. Give them a call today at 320 7460 7460 Integrity Water Solutions. Hi, this is Larry Hanskin. Your garage floor, an accident waiting to happen with pitted and cracked concrete, creating tripping hazards, plus puddling and standing water. Don't try to paint. That junk will not work. The only solution is Nature Stone. I've met the Massetta family. I've seen the pride in their work, all backed by Russell's promise, a true 100% unconditional warranty. Get Nature Stone installed in your home by the end of July and get up to half off. Schedule your free estimate online at naturestone.com. And like my friend Mike Massetta says, it's not just a floor, wow, it's nature stone.
5: With Lee's, homestyle can happen anywhere. Get a family meal that's ready when you are at Lee's Famous Recipe Chicken with our 10-piece all-dark meal for only 17 dollars Our all-new 10-piece meal is feel-good food made famous with 10 pieces of our all-dark famous recipe chicken along with a large mashed potatoes and gravy, large coleslaw, and five fluffy biscuits. Get a sit-down meal made easy with our 10-piece all-dark meal for only 17 dollars Only at Lee's, famous for chicken.
1: Need a U.S. passport? We can help. Hi, this is Mike Foley, your Montgomery County Clerk of Courts. Visit one of our convenient auto title locations in Huber Heights, Clayton, downtown, Moraine, and Centerville. Make us your first destination before you travel abroad. No appointments ever needed. We do passports.com for more info. Plenty of sunshine as we go throughout the afternoon hours today. Hot and humid. Heat index near 90 degrees with the temperature topping off in the upper 80s. Partly cloudy as we go into the evening hours and into the overnight as well. Warm and humid with a low of 69 degrees. Partly cloudy skies for Sunday with a chance for showers and storms in the afternoon. High temperature 87 degrees. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on Dayton Severe Weather Station 1290 and 95.7 WHIO.
0: It's an Ask the Experts weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather and traffic station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's news and
2: talk. Welcome back to the show. And right before the break, I was talking about an article in the Buckeye Firearms Association uh, newsletter reference to uh, Greg Ellifritz, current police officer, active trainer, active writer, talking about uh, training versus shooting. And I went through some of the basics and fundamentals, and I got on down to talking about an important aspect of your training has to be in how to handle malfunctions, being able to clear the gun, get it back in get it back in the action. And the next thing he talked about was knowing what to do when you go to an emergency slide lock with an empty gun. Uh, when the slide locks to the rear, when you're in the middle of firing, uh, you've got to be able to take an immediate action. And get that magazine out, get a new magazine in the gun, get the gun charged, get the good grip on the gun, and get back up and start making accurate shots again. And the only way you're going to do that is learn how to do it in the first place. Um, Some people need to understand what that actually means. And um, this show, obviously, I'm not going to go into graphic detail. When a gun's at slide lock, that means that that the slide is locked to the rear because the magazine is empty and the follower on the mag is pushing up on the slide stop lever to uh, give you a visual indication that the gun's empty and you need to do something about it. So uh, not only do you need to be able to load a gun when it goes to um, slide lock, but even uh, as important as you have got to be able to do what is often referred to as either a select, a tactical, or a reload with retention. Uh, a reload with retention refers to you've shot an unknown number of, sh- uh, of rounds, and uh, the situation warrants you feeling that you need to get uh, um, a new magazine into the gun in the event that uh, things emerge and continue on whether it's in a live situation, competition, or even on the range. So a a select reload simply uh, has to do with you developing a technique. It's technique-based versus a a difficult process of being able to get your uh, new magazine out of your pouch and doing a quick magazine exchange with the magazine that's in the gun that still has rounds in it, getting that uh, magazine properly seated, and then putting that uh, magazine you took out of the gun that has any any, uh, unknown number around somewhere on your body so if you need it later, you can still use it. Um, another area that Greg talks about that, again, is often uh, under discussed is uh, drawing and reholstering. Um, it's often taken for granted. People just think, well, I'm going to go to concealed carry class. I don't have a whole lot of training. My friend's going to let me use a gun. Um, I'm going to pass the class. I'm going to go out and buy the gun my friend tells me to get, and then I'm going to go buy a holster that goes with it. The problem is you got to understand there are many, many, many different kinds of holsters and there are different ways in which you can carry. And you have to research that and actually experience that before you make that decision. Because as I've said so many times on this show and I say every time in classes and it plays out, the one thing that most people who own guns have a lot, of, a lot of that they don't use are holsters in a drawer or a box that they've tried for a while and then all of a sudden they've discarded them in exchange for something else. Now, those have value, and I would encourage you to turn around and sell them to your friends or put them up on uh, eBay or one of the online sites. And even if you only get $10 or $20 for them, that's better than sitting in that box for an indefinite period of time and uh, not doing anything. They can certainly be used by somebody in many cases. But you got to be able to draw your gun from your holster, and you got to learn how to do that so it can be done safely and efficiently. And then, even as important, you got to know how to reholster the gun. Another very critical area, we have people who cross body parts, typically their center pelvic region if they're carrying um, either at the, um, in the appendix carry or at the 3 o'clock position on the right side or left side or the, I guess the 9 o'clock position if they're left-handed, and they uh, fish for their holster. That's where they take the nose and they kind of bend it inwards to find the, the opening to the holster and then they level it out and push it down. Well, While they're moving the gun, it's basically at a 45-degree a angle into their hip area in their pelvic region very bad situation in the event that there be an accidental discharge so people need to know that it's important to first of all learn how to draw learn how to reholster and then the practice and i recommend practicing both with an unloaded gun that's been triple checked and do it repetitively until you feel comfortable doing it and then when you get in a structured training class you're able to draw and uh, fire and then reholster a loaded gun because obviously during open range time we can't for liability reasons and for safety reasons let people many of whom are unfamiliar, uh, draw and shoot and reholster because of the problem. So we do it under our supervision in our trained classes. Um, Shooting at multiple targets. Another thing, many people will go, they'll get a silhouette target, they'll shoot all 100 shots, all 50 shots in the same hole. You've got to get used to transitioning from one target to the next. Now, that doesn't mean you have to be able to string three targets up uh, on three lanes in front of you, but what we recommend is you get a target that has multiple scoring areas so you can work on transitioning from the 1 to the 2 to the A to the B to the center mass to the head to the 3 to the 1, back and forth to get you used to moving the gun because If you're primarily interested in self-defense shooting, realize that you and or the shooter will unlikely be standing flat-footed still when bad things happen. So you've got to be able to make those transitions, and we recommend not only do you learn to shoot at multiple targets, but you've got to be able to shoot at moving targets, and you've got to be able to move and shoot, whether it's move to a barricade or a, a position of cover or concealment, and then shoot and or shoot while moving to the position of cover that's an advanced skill that you just can't acquire and obviously you can't do that when you just go to the range because almost all public ranges require that you stay in a stationary position in a stall for safety purposes and we understand that so you have to seek out opportunities to do move and shoot and shooting at moving targets like our handgun level three where you get the opportunity to do that so you know i'm I'm through much of what uh Uh, Greg talked about and when we come back after the break I'd like to hear from some of you about your training experiences about uh, what you do when you go to the range just to get some trigger time and just to shoot and uh, maybe have some insight into this whole concept of shooting versus training so when we come back we'll talk more about those topics and uh, you're listening to shooting from the hip on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO Dayton's news and talk
0: The Miami Valley's only radio station for 24-hour breaking news, weather and traffic, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's news and talk. This is the station Dayton turns to first for live team coverage of breaking news. WHIO Dayton Springfield. Your news starts now. Depend on it.
6: It's 2.30. I'm Brandon Nicholas with a WHIO news update. Our top story, Tropical Storm Barry is now a Category 1 hurricane, and the governor of Louisiana had a press conference to update us on that storm. Nice
1: weather out there right now, but the heat and humidity is set to return. I'm meteorologist Jesse
6: Mag. Your exclusive
1: WHIO forecast is coming up.
6: Now, WHIO triple team traffic, no major issues on the highways and byways. But if you're going northbound 75 from Edwin C to 70, that's going to be a 10 mile drive, should take about nine minutes. On uh, to our top story as now, Tropical Storm Barry makes landfall. Governor John Bell Edwards gave an update on the storm's status.
3: Date about 20 minutes ago. It made landfall as a hurricane with 75 mile per hour winds. It is easing onshore slowly at 6 miles per hour. That's one of the challenges with this storm. We would like for it to pick up pace a little bit and so that it would uh, move through the area a little quicker.
6: Governor Bell says the storm will move up through the center of the state and then exit somewhere at the Louisiana and Arkansas border. A free concert benefiting the Greater Dayton Disaster Relief Fund is going on at Riverscape Metro Park today. The Dayton Strong Benefit concert goes from 1 to 6 p.m. this afternoon and features five local music acts along with food trucks and will support those affected by Memorial Day tornadoes. Greater Dayton RTA is offering free bus rides for all routes, and the City of Dayton is offering free parking at the Oregon District Garage on East Fifth Street. State officials are issuing a water quality advisory at Caesar Creek Lake. Harmful algae was found in the lake and could possibly be the first case for the reservoir due to recent flooding. Signs are posted warning that swimmers, but they, they can swim at their own risk. The algae contains bacteria that can affect their liver, nervous system, and skin, according to the Ohio Department of Health. Other parts of the lake and campground beach were tested and are okay. Now the most accurate and dependable forecast, here, Storm Center 7 meteorologist Jesse Mag. Plenty of
1: sunshine as we go throughout the afternoon hours today. Hot and humid. Heat index near 90 degrees with the temperature topping off in the upper 80s. Partly cloudy as we go into the evening hours and into the overnight as well. Warm and humid with a low of 69 degrees. Partly cloudy skies for Sunday with a chance for showers and storms in the afternoon. High temperature 87 degrees. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on Dayton Severe Weather Station 1290 and 95.7 WHIO.
6: Latest scan of the live Doppler 7 radar. 84 degrees in Troy, 85 in Springfield, and 86 degrees in Dayton at 2:33. With news on the hour, the half, and instantly when it breaks. I'm Brandon Nicholas on 1290 and 95.7 Dayton's news and talk. Depend on it.
7: 15, 15,
3: 15
6: Hi folks, it's
7: me again and I'm cooking in the sun just like you are. But you know, you can still plant those trees and shrubs right now and with proper watering still gain a full summer's growth. We keep our garden center fully stocked all summer long with thousands of good healthy trees, shrubs, evergreens, perennials and annuals because we know that some folks... Just can't get it all done in the spring. Also, this time of year, there are lots of bargains all over our six-acre nursery and greenhouses. We have potted rose bushes as low as $14.95, flats of annuals starting at $12.95, and hanging baskets as low as $6.95. We still have a great selection of rose of Sharon, boxwoods, hydrangeas, and barberry. So come out to 1309 Brandt Pike, and remember, we're open seven days. This is Clark
0: Howard here on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. Own an Amazon Echo? When you get home, tell Alexa to play WHIO. When the Miami Valley gets hit with breaking news, severe weather, or traffic tie-ups, depend on us for up-to-the-minute information. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk.
2: Welcome back to the show, and if you want to join us today, please call us here at the show at 457-1290, and we'd be more than glad to hear from you. I was talking the first half of the show about uh, Greg Elifritz's article on the Buckeye Firearms Association Forum. And uh, if you want to find out more information, a great organization for you to be affiliated with is the Buckeye Firearms Association. They are the leading Ohio organization that keeps us up to speed, up to date, informed about all issues related to firearms and anything related to the topic. You can go to uh, uh, www.buckeyefirearms.org and you can look at their website and you can join them. And uh, I recommend that everybody that's uh, into firearms join the organization to support them. They are basically the state uh, equivalent to the NRA, which does for us at the national level what BFA does at the state level. Uh, they keep track of legislation. They help uh, help us uh, uh, be informed about issues that are being proposed, legislative uh, agendas at both the, the state and the federal level. They'll talk about some of the issues recon- re- re- referenced to the gun grabbers and what the anti-gunners are trying to do so we can kind of stay on top of things because it's important that we do just that. Um, While I was looking over the website this last week, uh, I saw a very interesting article about the resurgence of the revolver, and I'm going to go back in just a minute and talk about uh, um, the rest of Greg's uh, information relative to um, getting trained in uh, um, whatever handgun it is you carry, but I want to encourage you to take a peek at that article because— the revolver has uh, given way in the last probably 25 to 30 years in law enforcement, military, um, military even longer, uh, private security, and even in the civilian world. Civilian carry in, in Ohio didn't come about until 2004, That but that was about 20, uh, 15 to 20 years after there was a pretty solid transition from semi-autos or from revolvers to semi-autos. So when uh, concealed carry became law in Ohio, most people were going out and buying semi-autos. Nothing wrong with that, but there was just kind of a an, an overlooking of the advantages of revolvers. And earlier, I was talking about the things that can go wrong with the semi-auto, the type of malfunctions and jams with a revolver. Very seldom, um, I carried a revolver for the first four years of my career. I shot a lot of revolvers. I own a lot of revolvers, and except for that one single action. Uh, cowboy pistol that we had at the range that broke. I'm aware of some other problems with guns getting out of timing because different parts are getting worn or breaking, whatever the case might be, firing pins breaking over the years. But um, uh, on a typical range session, you might have you have 10 people on the range for a couple hours. You might have uh, 10 to 20 malfunctions relative to semi-autos, whereas I remember going to qualifications at the then the Illinois State Patrol academy when i was uh, uh, first an officer in the state of illinois before i moved back here to ohio and uh, we'd have lines of 20 or 30 officers and we never had any malfunctions and uh, there were some pretty fast shooters so there are some benefits to the revolver and that article is great at uh, bringing that that's the buckeye firearms association buckeyefirearms.org and there's an article about resurgence of the revolver read it the other reason i mentioned that is because they talk about the the most recent colt um uh, cobra uh, for many years colt uh, was one of the leaders along with Smith and Wesson in the production of revolvers, uh, probably at least in my opinion, the most iconic are the snake series guns. I have a, um, uh, a Colt Python. Uh, there's anacondas and uh, different snake names that they produced, uh, over the years, but they stopped producing them up until the last year. And now they've produced the, co- the Colt Cobra. Uh, which is an iconic uh, gun to have for your collection. And we just happened to have been able to get a hold of two of them because of Colt's very restrictive uh, um, dealership uh, alliances that they form with people. We were able to get in on a couple of them, and those guns typically go for between 800 and and $1,000. We have two in stock that are at least must-see, if not must-buy, at $775. That's the Colt Knight Cobra with the Bob Tammer and a... Uh, uh, a night sight, so front sight that's uh, luminescent. So you at least got to come by and check it, and I think it would be a great addition to the Colt line because I'm not sure they're going to produce any more revolvers. And if you want to get one of the more iconic uh, anacondas or pythons, you're looking anywhere from two dollars to $4,000, sometimes as low as uh, uh, 1500 but often as high as 5000 depending on the type, condition, and size, and different specializations. But anyway, back to Greg's article relative to shooting versus training. I mentioned the uh, importance of getting able, being able to shoot at multiple targets, shooting on the move, shooting at moving targets. Uh, another issue that most people have never done, and that's shoot in low-level light environments. In the self-defense world, many, if not most, real-life encounters occur when there's adverse light. Now, that doesn't mean it's totally dark and you can't see, but it might be that uh, you have difficulty seeing because the, the daylight is, is gone. It's now nighttime and you're relying on whatever artificial lighting is in the area. And that could be in a parking lot, that could be in a residence, it could be in a business, it could be behind your house, it could be anywhere. So um, being able to shoot in low-level light environment, both without and with the assistance of a flashlight, is something you need to do. Now, again, that's advanced training. It's not something that you just go out, um, take basic handgun class, go buy a gun, buy a light, and think that you're able to do that. That's something you got to kind of work up to. Uh, another area that he talks about, kind of a transition from the traditional sighted fire, is instinctive point shooting which is often referred to as self-defense shooting. Because you know, in most, if not all, real-life encounters, you will rarely, if ever, close one eye to get a perfect sight picture. Partly because most encounters occur at very close distances, three to seven feet, out to 15 feet, and they happen so quickly. Multiple shots are exchanged within a period of time, anywhere from three to seven seconds. And so there's really no time to get a sight picture. But what you do through your structured training and practice is you develop that intuitive ability to draw your gun from the holster, push it up to the two-handed point shoulder shooting position, and fire accurate shots just by using the reference point of your gun pointing at the target as the alignment of the sights per se. You're not actually going to line front sight in between the two posts of the rear sight. Instead, you're just going to push the gun to the target and you're going to pull the shots or break the shots as soon as that gun is pointing in the right direction. Now, inexperienced shooters, that doesn't fare too well because they're not used to doing that that motion where they typically start out the low ready, push up to the point shoulder shooting position. They're not used to doing that in repetitious practice, so it's very spontaneous or it's very uh, erratic and um, haphazard. But the person who has practiced doing that has developed that intuitability. Then in formal training, it's only a matter of uh, fine-tuning that. The last thing I want to mention that was mentioned in the article very briefly is positional shooting. You're not always going to be standing on your feet when things happen. You may be seated, you may be kneeling, hidden behind a barricade. You may have been physically assaulted to the point where you're down on the ground and the attacker's coming up on top of you. Have you ever drawn and fired your gun from those positions? Most people, the answer is obviously no. There are some safety issues, there are some range uh, accessibility issues where places that don't have the ability for you to do that at sim trainer and our handgun level two, we do positional shooting segment. We do barricade and positional shooting. So you get the opportunity to actually get yourself in those positions, draw your gun, acquire sight picture, fire your gun, reload if you need to, so that you can see what it's like and experience that and, uh, not be surprised if, and when that happens for the first time in the, in the real world. Um, there's lots of different opportunities for you to get training. A couple things, uh, by way of, uh, uh, Advertising what we do. I talked about our advanced handgun series, but probably the most popular item we have going down at Sim Trainer right now is our training pass. Our training pass is a great deal. For $200, you get our basic handgun class, our concealed carry class, the ammo for both of those classes, plus a three month membership for $200. Now, typically, if you buy that a la carte, basic handguns a $100, CCW is $100, two boxes of ammo for each class, total of four boxes, a minimum of $50, bucks, so that's $250. The three-month membership is uh, uh, $75, so that's 325 And then you add $10 for renting a gun that you might have liked in basic. Um, we also throw that in in the deal. So for 200 bucks, you get a $335 value. Um, the biggest thing I think there is in addition to the great training you're going to get, you're going to be encouraged by getting that free associate membership, which means you pay the $75, or I'm sorry, you get the free associate membership which is valued at $75 included in that $200 price. And then you don't pay anymore when you come for those three months. Now, obviously, if you up extend beyond that to either the year-long or another three months, if it's three months, you just pay $75 more. If it's uh, a year-long, you pay $250, and that's unlimited shooting with no fees each time you come when you come to the range. So you get the good quality training, the ammo, the guns, get to try a variety of guns. In our basic handgun class, you have all the popular guns, including the Glock 43X, which is one of the new guns along with the 48 that Glock just put out this year. You shoot the Glock 19, the Smith & Wesson M&P, the Shield, the Ruger uh, SR9, the LC9S, the Walther PPS, and a variety of others of the most popular guns are currently being used in the concealed carry world. So that's a great deal, and I want to encourage you to look at that deal online. Now, if you're somebody who's already had some basic training, maybe you took it through us, maybe you took took it elsewhere, maybe you've just been shooting for a long time, and you just want your concealed carry class our concealed carry class is typically $100. But because uh, summertime is typically experiences a slowdown in number of people who are looking to do inside things or spending time outside with their kids at activities or enjoying the beautiful weather like the the great day we're having today, so they don't want to be bogged down inside. So we have, uh, we have to try to encourage and entice people to come in. So we have a 50% special in our uh, July. We have uh, one going today, which is obviously too late to get enrolled in. But we uh, typically offer the classes on the second Saturday, 9 to 6, and the third Wednesday and Thursday from 5 30 to 9 30 of each month so in uh july we have uh the third uh wednesday and thursday which will be next week next week the third wednesday and thursday from 5 30 to 9 30 then in august the first saturday and the set and the third wednesday and thursday you get the class for 50 bucks now you don't get any ammo you don't get the membership but you're getting the 50 dollar discount so it's a great way for somebody who's already been doing some shooting maybe they already have their gun and they're looking for a way to Uh, to get that concealed carry class now I'll I'll just tell you ahead of time to to save you the hassle Um, we've got some great deals going on with the training pass and then with the CCW and we don't do kind of combinations to try to double the discounts so there's separate packages we want you to see what fits best for you and come down and take advantage of it and be a part of the great things going on at Sim Trainer because uh, we're doing a lot of good in a lot of different areas so uh, the other option is or the other thing to consider, in addition to Training Pass, we have what's called the Training Pass Plus. Training Pass Plus is for our Advanced Handgun Series 1 through 5, which we offer every two months. We just started a new rotation for the months of July and August um, this past Thursday. But uh, because of a lot of uh, enrollment in those classes, the more people that register, we will add additional classes. But those, typic- those classes are typically offered once every two months and there, it's a five-class series. You just have to take handgun one first and handgun five last, and you can take the other three in any order. And we typically have people who can't meet the schedule, which is typically on a Thursday night, sometimes on Saturday night, and we try to get a few people together that maybe can't meet those schedules, and we can work in some special times during the week, maybe in the afternoon or on other days or evenings when we don't have other programming going on to try to accommodate your schedule. But the beauty of the um, – Training Pass Plus is that you get uh, handgun one through five, which normally $100 per class, $500 for the package. Uh, you get that, plus you get a one-year complimentary membership to the range uh no additional cost you get to come for one year from the day you join and start practicing and the benefit to that is you get to recreationally shoot anytime you want plus you get to practice the skills and drills that we teach you in the training that will add so much breadth and depth of knowledge to the training and increase your ability so rapidly because as you well know if you go to a training class not only in shooting or anything whether it's golf or uh I don't know, different thing, painting, uh, art, whatever the case is, and you go back and maybe you're excited for a couple weeks or a month or so and you do some projects and then you let that skill wane for a period of time, then you go back and try to do it. It's not going to be very good. So you got to keep practicing on a periodic basis, and I let you make that decision. I recommend at least 50 rounds a month, uh, more if you can, at the very least 100 to 150 rounds every quarter for a person who has a concealed carry with the understanding and you do the research yourself. The majority of people who have concealed carry license, according to our own self-reporting kind of informal surveys, haven't shot since they went to their class. Now, let me just kind of add on to that. I was a police officer for almost 30 years. I have police officers and private security personnel and military personnel who come down to re-qualify for their ability to carry a firearm. Many of them, I don't know if it's most, but many of them, hadn't shot since the last time, they requalified, and they bought a new gun in between that they want to come and learn to shoot and qualify the same day. Makes no sense. And in many cases, those people don't make it because they're not familiar with the gun, and there's time limits in the annual qualification. Qualification is different than training. Qualification is where you're basically demonstrating you have the skill to retain your ability to carry concealed um, in the case of law enforcement and private security, law enforcement and private security have to do that on on a yearly basis. Law enforcement they can just show up, shoot the course of fire, and uh, um, pass the course. Private security have to take an actual four-hour course every every 12 months, so it's a little bit more detailed there. But there again, it doesn't matter if the only time you come is when it's time to qualify. You're not going to make it, and sometimes you're going to struggle. And people get frustrated when they struggle because they say, "Well, you know, I just came last year. What's my problem?" The answer is simple. You haven't shot in between. You haven't practiced the skill. So the skill has depleted or waned and it's not going to get any better. So, no matter what your situation, law enforcement, private security, or in most cases, civilians, you've got to practice. you got to get the training so you know what to practice and then practice with the purpose. And we emphasize that at Sim Trainer. And I want to encourage you to visit our website at sim trainer.com or come down and talk to our staff or attend one of our classes and experience a Sim Trainer difference because we do it. We do it with pride and we do it well. All right, we only got a few more minutes after our next break, but we're going to take our last break and then we'll come back. And if anybody wants to call in, we have just a few minutes to go. You're listening to shooting from the hip on 1290 and 95.7, WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk.
0: Dayton and Springfield Station for 24-hour news, weather, and traffic, and our Ask the Expert weekends. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk
7: hi folks it's me again and i'm cooking in the sun just like you are but you know you can still plant those trees and shrubs right now and with proper watering still gain a full summer's growth we keep our garden center fully stocked all summer long with thousands of good healthy trees shrubs evergreens perennials and annuals because we know that some folks just can't get it all done in the spring. Also this time of year there are lots of bargains all over our 6-acre nursery and greenhouses. We have potted rose bushes as low as 14.95, flats of annuals starting at 12.95 and hanging baskets as low as 6.95. We still have a great selection of rose of Sharon, boxwoods, hydrangeas and barberry. So come out to 1309 Brant Pike and remember we're open 7 days. stock market instability volatility
5: and losing money is a big concern but it doesn't have to be with a structured retirement plan you can protect your money and forward your financial progress toward retirement you don't have to risk your future riding the stock market roller coaster call the miami valley's retirement resource and author of income allocation david Gaylor at tradewinds financial group 800-385-0437 that's 800-385-0437 and tune in saturdays at three for your game plan for retirement investment advisory services are offered through precision capital management and sec registered investment advisor with Lee's, home style can happen anywhere. Get a family meal that's ready when you are at Lee's Famous Recipe Chicken with our 10-piece all-dark meal for only 17 dollars Our all-new 10-piece meal is feel-good food made famous with 10 pieces of our all-dark Famous Recipe Chicken along with a large mashed potatoes and gravy, large coleslaw, and five fluffy biscuits. Get a sit-down meal made easy with our 10-piece all-dark meal for only 17 dollars Only at Lee's, famous for chicken.
1: Plenty of sunshine as we go throughout the afternoon hours today. Hot and humid. Heat index near 90 degrees with the temperature topping off in the upper 80s. Partly cloudy as we go into the evening hours and into the overnight as well. Warm and humid with a low of 69 degrees. Partly cloudy skies for Sunday with a chance for showers and storms in the afternoon. High temperature 87 degrees. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on Dayton Severe Weather Station 1290 and 95.7 WHIO
0: and Ask the Experts Weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather and traffic station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's news and talk.
2: Welcome back to the show, and we only have a few minutes, so I'm going to go right out to the lines, and I'm going to talk with uh, Dean from Miamisburg. Dean, are you there? Yeah.
3: Can you hear me all right? Yes, I
2: can hear you. What's your comment today, Dean? my
3: question is this. You're talking about training classes, shooting practice. Uh, no, nope. I've got a Ruger SR9. But no matter what pistol I use, I always end up going lower left. And I've researched that a little bit to go more on your inside pad of your fingertip, that is. And and I just, I can't get away from it. I always
2: hit lower left. Dean, that's the number one error of the thousands of people I've trained. And it has a very little bit to do with where you position your finger on the trigger. It has to do a lot more and almost uh, um, 95 to 99% with what you do at the instant that you make the trigger actually break the shot. And in most cases, I can show you in five minutes. um, I can diagnose it and show you what you're doing and then give you a prescription for correcting it. So all you need to do is stop by the range when I'm there, and I'm I'm there for sure on uh, most Mondays and Wednesday evenings from 5 to 8 working the desk, and I have time to go out on the range and do just what – you're talking about but i would just encourage you or any of our listeners if you're having that problem i can diagnose it and correct it in a short period of time with a dummy round and about five rounds of ammunition Uh-oh. and then i That'd can prescribe wow. yeah yeah so many people they go out to the the internet and they see the prescriptions for the problems which they've done a great job yeah. but unless you do it and see it and feel it and then get the proper Technique to correct it, you're going to continue to do it. I have so many people, like I said early in the show, they go to the range, they shoot 150 rounds trying to, quote, correct their problem, unquote, and all they do is compound their problem because they did it 150 times wrong, low and left.
3: Yeah, I know it's a real common problem. I've read a lot about it. Yeah. uh,
2: Yeah. It's the easiest fix, and it's like I said, the number one problem, 95% of all shooters, right-handed shooters, low and left. Left Left-handed shooters, low and right.
3: Yeah, I can't get away from it. I tried that. No,
2: you can come, here, here, I'll get you away from it, Dean. Okay. I will identify the problem. I'll let you see it. I'll let you see yourself do it without the gun recoiling so you're, you know, where, where it kind of blocks it out, and I'll uh-huh. even videotape it with my, with my phone. Oh, great. Okay, so stop by the range sometime when I'm there. You can call ahead of time to see if I'm going to be there. Bring your gun. Bring some ammo. You can buy some ammo at the range if you want. The sr 9 is a great gun, has a very nice trigger. You got to know about that trigger. I'll talk about some of the aspects of that trigger versus other guns that are currently on the market, and we'll solve yeah. your problem.
3: It, short reset. Data. Yes it does. Like, I'm surprised for a big gun.
2: Yeah. But it's a nice gun. It's a good gun. It was one of the the more popular semi-automatics that hit the market before some of the you know some of the newer guns came out And in probably you know SR9's probably been out almost 10 years now. Uh, yeah, maybe a little and, bit longer. You'll
3: be there uh, what, on Wednesday, you say? Yeah,
2: Monday and Wednesday evening from and 5 to 9. I get
3: the two guys mixed up. I'm Jeff. Jeff. Okay, yep. Jeff. Thanks a lot. Come I and see, see us. Good. Thank you. Bye-bye.
2: I want to remind our listeners that um, that, that is the number one problem. Uh, people come to the range and they show me their target or they mention to me. A gentleman came in last night. He's going to take our basic class, but him and his wife just bought brand new guns. And they went to the range. And he said uh, he went to the range last week before I was there. He just happened to come in the other night when I was filling in for my son who was um, out of town at the time. And he goes, uh, I'm having a problem. And I said, stop right there. I'm going to guess you're missing low and left. He goes, how'd you know? And he acted surprised. I said, I've been doing this a long time, and that is the number one problem. And I went out, and I showed him the fix, and I said, now just bear with me. Gather your stuff together. Don't do anything else till you come to class Monday night, because that'll put everything in perspective, and you won't make my job harder by reinforcing the inappropriate behavior. And I totally believe that. The brain does mo- will remember most what it did last. And if you did last, the improper behavior that results in the bad shot that's what it's going to remember so what i want to do is undo that show them what the what it is exactly they're doing correct the problem and show them skills and drills they can do to improve the problem both in a dry fire empty gun mode and in a live fire mode on the range and it's an easy fix so a lot of people are futile some have even gone so far as to come in and say jeff i hear you i listen to you on the radio but i'm telling you i'll bet you a hundred bucks and one guy insisted he said look I want to, I'll give you the hundred bucks if you're wrong, but, um, and and I won't take your hundred dollars if you're right, but I I want to, I want to make this worth something. And I said, look, I can't take your money. I know the problem. And I went out and we confirmed the problem. He's like, man, I feel really bad. And I said, don't feel bad. It's just misinformation. And that's what we specialize in. So no matter what problem you're having, I can die. One thing we specialize, we specialize in a lot of things, but the thing that we do that virtually no one else does, is diagnose and correct shooting errors in a very short period of time. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean you have to take a class. If you're a member of the range, you come down there to shoot. I happen to be there. One of the other staff happens to be there. They all pretty much know the same fix to most of the problems. We can take care of that in very short order. If you want something structured, I had an individual just moved here from out of state. He heard about what we did, said he's had an ongoing problem for many years. He's starting his training next week. I'm going to solve that problem and put him onto a new, pat, new, very fulfilling course uh here this next week and the time he spends here on a temporary assignment from out of state is going to be very productive from the standpoint of shooting so I, I want to encourage our listeners that if you're serious about training come on in and let us take care of that in the last minute i just want to mention that uh we're in a good place in the shooting world right now most of you have what you need you have a lot of what you want you've even gone into the wow factor you started to get some of the 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 fancy skeletonized forehand grips and and uh, um and pistol grips for your your AR platforms you're moving into the PCC world looking at what that has to offer i want to cons- i want you to give some serious thought to taking a peek at the Ruger or i'm sorry the Colt Cobra Look at the revolver. Um, something that if you're serious about having a good, comprehensive collection, you need to have a revolver. There are a lot of them out there on the market, but this is one that not only you're going to have a revolver, but you're going to have a uh, an item that's in the the iconic Colt line. And based on the way things are going, businesses aren't moving. Um, you know, they're not putting a lot of money into production right now because the industry is kind of at a standstill. And this may be the last gun Colt ever produces. But even if it's not, you're going to own one at a fair price. $775, at least come down and see it. So that's all I have for you today. Until next week, you've been listening to Shooting From the Hip on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk.